You're listening to the Embrace Church podcast. To learn more about Embrace Church, including additional messages, resources, and how to connect, visit us online at embracecanton.church. Today's message comes from Stephen Brumbelow. So several years ago, uh, I heard a, um, a saying that kind of represents uh, this time of year that we are uh are in right now. And the term was, we're in the season of what's called Hallowthankmas. Uh, it's, it's a season that begins at Halloween and it ends at Christmas. And, and typically from Halloween to Christmas, it, it's like a blur. It goes by uh, really fast. So we are right in the center of the season of Hallowthankmas. We are here on the, at, at the beginning of this Thanksgiving week. And it's a time, it's a time in which we take the opportunity to just give thanks, to give thanks for the people that are in our lives, the loved ones, to give thanks for our jobs, maybe, to give thanks uh, for the places in which we live, just to offer up thanks to, to God, to the great creator, for Jesus who saves. It's a time, it's a time where we intentionally kind of pause and offer up gratitude to have a heart of thanksgiving. But I'm also aware that that's not always so easy. Like if you're in the middle of a crisis, if you're in a tough situation, if there's circumstances in your life that are not so good, it's, it's not always easy uh, to give up thanks. It's not always easy to give thanks when you're in the middle of a crisis like a pandemic. And it's not easy to give up thanks when COVID-19 is, is present all around us. But, but maybe we need to pause and, and just be reminded of the words of Paul. Paul gives to uh, the church in Thessalonica and the words that he gives to us. And it's, it's words found in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18, where Paul says this. He says, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all situations. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, I want you to notice something here. Paul doesn't say to give thanks for all situations, for all circumstances, or for all crises. But he says to give thanks in all circumstances, in all situations, in all uh, crises. See, see, we would never give thanks for disease. We would never give thanks for heart failure or, or for cancer. We would, we would rarely give thanks for, for loss, job loss, the loss of loved ones. We, we wouldn't give thanks for things. But, but here Paul is saying in, in all circumstances, in all situations, even in the midst of a crisis like a pandemic, that we can have hearts of thanksgiving. So then the question, I, I, I guess, that would need to be answered is how? Like, how do we give thanks in the middle of a, a crisis? And as always, we, we should look to Jesus first. Specifically today, we're going to look at uh, Jesus and, and his feeding of the 5,000. Now, now, this story, the feeding of the 5,000, is found in all four Gospels. And here's kind of the situation that this happened. Here's kind of the backstory of what's happening. Jesus has sent out the 12 disciples, and he sent them out to, to preach, to preach repentance. He has sent them out in order that they may uh, cast out evil spirits, to cast out uh, demons. But also what is, is happening during this time is that uh, Jesus is uh, one of his closest companions, one of his closest friends and a relative, John the Baptist, 
has been killed. So you kind of get this sense that maybe the disciples and Jesus, they're all kind of tired and weary. Uh, maybe they're uh, emotionally, physically, and probably spiritually just a little bit spent. And so that's where we're going to pick up the story. And we're going to look to the Gospel of John, John chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his, with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look, to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. So I'll pause right here and, and, and say, so all of a sudden we see that there's a crisis, that there's, there's a situation, right? Thousands of people are, are following Jesus. And now the day is getting a little bit later. It's getting a little later in the evening and, 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 the, and the crowd is getting hungry, but, but there's no money. There's, there's no money available to feed the people. But, uh, but, but this is also, I also have to realize this is probably become somewhat of a stressful situation. Like, how are you going to handle this crisis? What are you going to do? Well, I, 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 love, I love what Jesus did. And, and this is kind of the first point I, I, I would uh, give us today. I, I love this. Jesus acknowledged the crisis. Jesus acknowledged the crisis. Jesus did not avoid the situation. In fact, what Jesus did, he called it out. He said, hey, the people here are hungry and they are in need of food. There's a crisis. The people are hungry and they are in need of food. The easiest thing maybe for Jesus to do would be to avoid the situation. The easiest thing for Jesus to do would be just to say, just to miss the crowd. See, that's what the disciples wanted to do. If you look through the other gospel accounts of this story, you would hear the disciples say things like, Hey, hey, Jesus, dismiss the crowd so they can go to their own places, so they can go get rest on their own, so they can find their own food. That would have been the easiest thing to do is just avoid the crisis. You know, sometimes we are guilty of that, right? Like, like a crisis, there's a situation. And the easiest thing for us to do is just say, I'm just not going to acknowledge it. I'm just going to act like it doesn't exist. I'm going to dismiss it. But we know that when that happens, usually the results are not good. Like we want it to go away, but typically if we avoid a crisis situation, either the crisis or the situation grows, but at the least the stress of the crisis grows. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But Jesus knew that there was a crisis here, and he knew that he had something that he wanted to do, and he wanted the crowd to learn from him. So I want to pause right here for a second. I want to, I want to be practical. And so maybe on this Thanksgiving week, maybe we pause right here and we begin to start a prayer of Thanksgiving in the midst of a crisis. And, and I'll start by just asking this question. Like, what's the crisis you're facing? Maybe it's the, maybe it's the crisis in which we're facing right now, this pandemic. And, and, and here we are at Thanksgiving week and Christmas is coming. And there's a crisis uh, in your own heart about how you're going to spend 
uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas with your family and do it in a safe way. Maybe you have loved ones who you're not going to be able to see and it, it's, it's become a crisis. Maybe you're in the crisis with, with, with a loved one and it's just, you just, man, it's just, you're not getting along and, and, and it's tough. Maybe you're in a crisis of work. I, I'm just going to ask, what is the crisis? What is it that you're facing right now? And, and, and then I would pause and I would just say, make this simple prayer. Just say, hey God, this is my crisis. I want to acknowledge it first and foremost. So we'll pause for a second and, and let you just speak that out loud or you can pray that in, in your own mind. Well, I, I, think, it's, I think it's interesting what happens next. That, that Jesus acknowledges the crisis. But then I, I, love, I love this, that all of a sudden if, to handle the crisis, to give thanks in the middle of the crisis, we're called, I think according to Scripture, to bring what we have to Jesus. The Scripture goes on. This is uh, chapter 6, verse 8. It says, Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Can I tell you, I, I, I love Andrew. Because Andrew was always looking to bring somebody to Jesus, Right. In, in fact, uh, if you look earlier in the gospel, you would see that when, when Jesus called his disciples, he called Andrew. And the first thing Andrew did is he went and he found his brother, uh, Simon Peter. Now, now we, know, we know what happens with Simon Peter, right? He becomes really the voice for the New Testament church. He becomes that strong voice, kind of that foundation for the New Testament church taking off. But it was Andrew. Listen, it was Andrew who brought Peter to Jesus. See, I think, I think Andrew got it. I think Andrew understand that, that, that if we just find, if we find something, if we find someone, if we find something and we bring it to Jesus, he can do something with it. And so we, we, we sense that Andrew is scanning the crowd, like, like what, what is there here? Who is there here? And he finds this little boy, this little boy who has five barley loaves and, and, and two fish. Not much, not much at all. And, and we find this little boy who's really willing to bring what he has to Jesus. This little boy's mama packed him up just a, a, a poor little lunch. Five little barley loaves and two fish. You see, we have this thought in our minds and maybe like storybook Bibles that show a picture of Jesus holding these huge fish and this big basket of bread, like, like maybe like two large mouth bats and, and, a big, and a big loaves of bread, but that probably wasn't the case. In fact, these two little fish he, he brought were probably more like little sardines, little pickled fish. And the bread he brought was something of bread that was really offered up for animals. It really wasn't bread for a king by, by any means. But that wasn't the point. The point was it was brought to Jesus. And I think we need to understand that. I, th I think we need to understand that it's not really the amount that we have to bring. It's just what we're able to bring. Like, for instance, if you're in the middle of a crisis, and you have a whole lot of resources. You have a lot of gifts and talents that can, that can speak into this crisis, that can really help this crisis. I think you bring those to Jesus. But I also think that if you're in the middle of a crisis and you really don't have much to offer, you bring what you have anyway. You see, Jesus can take what little you have and he can do something incredible with it. It might be that all you have to bring is yourself. And we have to acknowledge the crisis, and then maybe we come before Jesus and say, Jesus, I don't, I don't know what to do with this crisis, but here I am, and use, use me. And so 
here's the interesting part of this passage because I, I think this is the place, this is the place where everything changes, where everything changes. It comes at the point where, where we acknowledge the crisis, where Jesus acknowledges the crisis. And it comes at the next point where we offer what we have. And, and so I'm going to pause right here and just ask you to do this. Ask you to just uh, maybe acknowledge the crisis and then take a moment to pray this next part of the prayer. And it would be something like this. Hey, Jesus, this is what I have to offer. And I'm bringing it to you. I'm bringing it before you. And I think once we do that, everything begins to change. In fact, in this, in this story, this is where everything changed. Verse 10, the scripture says, Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Now, in the other accounts of, of, of this story, we, we read that Jesus, when he saw the crowd, he, he saw them as sheep without a shepherd, and he had compassion on them. So it's at this point where I read this passage that I, I, I'm, I'm drawn to the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. You see, I, I, I get a sense that, that, that Jesus is telling them to sit down in green pastures, that they're going to be okay. See, here's what happened. When, when a sheep lies down in green pasture, when a green, sheep sits down in green pasture, the anxiety and the fear that they may have begins to move away because they know, they know they're about to be fed. See, I think that's true for us. When we acknowledge the crisis we're in, when we bring what we have to Jesus, all of a sudden we can have a sense that, we can have a sense that, hey, this is, this is going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay because at this point, guess what? The crisis in the situation is no longer yours. It now belongs to Jesus. And there's a sense that you can just kind of sit back and wait. And then you can move into the next part, which is offer up thanks. The scripture says, Then Jesus took the loaves. He gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish, and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told the disciples, Now gather the leftovers so, so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled the twelve baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. See, I think we're called to give thanks for the miracles that we know that Jesus is going to do. Like, I, I, like we, we acknowledge the crisis, we bring the crisis to Jesus, we, we speak it to Him, and then we offer up what we have, and then we, we sit back and then we begin to say, all right, this is now your crisis, your situation, Jesus. Now I'm going to begin to give thanks for the miracle you're going to do. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch you go into action, and I'm going to start giving thanks now because I know that you care for me, you love for me, you love me. You're not going to leave me. You're not going to abandon me. You're not going to forsake me. You're for me. You're not against me. And so it's your situation. Now it all belongs to you. We begin to give thanks, offer up thanks. Let me make this personal for a second. Uh, you know, uh, about uh, six or seven months ago, <laughs> we launched uh, into Embrace Church right at the beginning of this whole pandemic. And all of a sudden, for us, launching a church, there was a whole lot of uncertainty. We were somewhat in crisis mode. Uh, Kelly and I kind of launched out first, but not long after, uh, we had three other people and their families that, that joined us in this uh, Embrace movement. And, 
and there was a lot of uncertainty. It felt like a it felt like a crisis. And honestly, we didn't know what to do. We didn't have a whole lot to bring. I mean, there were some resources we had, and we had some gifts and talents, but but we're not real sure what, what to do next. But you know what we have done and what we're continuing to do? We're continuing just to offer what we have. And, and we're in the process of giving thanks for, to God for what He's going to do. Like he, He's going to work in an incredible way. And, and here's what I love we can understand about this, is that God's actually going to do something greater than we ever could have imagined. Because when God does miracles, when God works, guess what? There's an abundance. There's an abundance. Like it's greater than you ever could have imagined. So I realize that you might be uh, facing a crisis. I get it. I'm going to ask that you, that, you, um, that you bring that crisis to God. That you bring it to Jesus. And you say, here's what I have to offer. And I'm going to encourage you to sit back and give thanks. And understanding and knowing that that Jesus is going to do something great. He's going to hear your prayers. He's going to honor your, your, uh, your willingness, your abilities. And he's going to do something greater than you ever could imagine. Would you pray with me? Jesus, today is all about, it's about giving thanks even in the midst of crisis, in the middle of a crisis. Lord, today we want to uh, acknowledge that, uh, man, there's things that are going on in our life that we don't get, we don't understand, but, but we want to offer up our lives to you. It may be a lot that we have, a lot of resources, or it may just be we want to offer up ourselves to you. And we know that uh, once we come before you and we offer ourselves to you, it becomes your situation, becomes your crisis. And so, Lord, we want to do this just to begin to, to begin to give thanks, knowing that you're in control and you love us, and you care about us. It's not easy. But we need to repeat this over and over and over again. Because you love us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message, please make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast. For additional messages and resources, visit us online at embracecanton.church. Thank you for joining in with us today on the Embrace Church podcast.